3: Hello and welcome back to the Under the Cosh Podcast Season 2 We're here, we've arrived against all the odds And speaking of odds, hey, like that We've got a little bit of an offer once again from Football Index If you're like me and you like a bit of a bet from time to time Nothing silly, just a little flutter Maybe you might like trying something a bit different Well, the Football Index, you can buy players, win dividends and sell players at a profit And get this It's all tax-free. How about that? And here's the best bit. Listeners of Under the Cosh will receive a great offer whereby if you don't love it, they'll return your first deposit of up to £1,000 if you contact them within seven days. Just head on over to footballindex.co.uk and use the promo code Under the Cosh. That's without the E, just like the title. And all you've got to do is download the app or start playing online at footballindex.co.uk and you can start trading in players like Messi, Harry Kane and hundreds more. Obviously T's and C's apply. You must be over 18. Deposit required. And remember, when the fun stops, stop. How are we doing? Welcome back to the Under the Cost Podcast, back for series two. Yes. How's it going? We made it. How did we make it? I don't know. Hey. We did say we'd be doing a few of them World Cup podcasts, but then we got a bit carried away with the videos instead, didn't we? Yeah, they took a back seat, didn't they? Yeah,
4: Yeah. we were too rough, weren't we? We were too rough to do podcasts after (laughs) the
3: videos. (laughs) (laughs) First episode back, series two, and uh, what? Player, manager, physio, head of sports medicine, author, motivational speaker,
1: would you say? Yeah, 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 kind of. Yeah, can we have a award-winning offer? Oh, sorry, sorry. Rewind, <laughs> <Yeah>. Is <that laughs> rewind. Is so, uh, 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 he not been doing his research again? Uh, 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 have I wasted footage? Because <laughs> <laughs> <So> I'm seeing <laughs> it's on the budget here. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Can uh, we go again? Can take to okay. award-winning offer? Yeah. <clears throat> Mick Rathbone,
3: Buzz Rathbone. Yes.
4: <clears>
1: Welcome. Thank you very thank much for coming. It's really, really great, great to see Chris doing um, so well.
3: Your book was on the has been on the shelf at mine for a while. I kept meaning to pick it up and then. Two days ago, I thought, well, I've got to do my, have got to do my research, like you said. Finished in two days. What I read, what I read. Did and, you enjoy uh, it seriously? Yes, hundred yeah. uh, percent. And I think the word that I think resonates with the podcast as well is talk about honesty.
1: Yeah, it's it was quite difficult to do it. Well, yeah, in a way. yeah, self-flagellating. Yeah, it, it was. It was quite difficult to write, and uh, I don't know. I tell you the truth, from so. I was with Everton and I was away and was in pre season tours somewhere, I think it was Tenerife. And I said to Alan Irving, assistant manager, I said, I'm thinking of writing a book. And he said to me, Oh, come on, guys, with respect, who's going to walk past Davey Beck and Paul Scholes' book and buy your book? But I said, Well, mine's going to be different. Mine's going to be a different view on football. Mine's going to be quite dark and grim in a way, like, you know. And I said, He would talk about, like, how tough football can be in terms of confidence and going over that white line and injuries and then finishing playing, having no future and stuff like that. So I, I was really confident the book would do well. But I didn't really realise it at the time, but when I think back now, and I, I, I really, really, I think, oh, God, I really opened myself up. Like, you know, that probably when I was writing it, I maybe you find it therapeutic? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I, I did. It was... Um, oh, God, I mean, I, I don't want to be some kind of trailblazer It needed to be said and all that kind of self-important stuff. But I thought it was a worthy story. And the funny thing was, when the book came out, two things happened. Loads of people emailed me with football. Said they had the same problems, and certainly people emailed me and said, "You know what, Baz, Of all the people we played with, you were the one that weren't like that. You're always laughing and joking, yeah. and so there was two quite really interesting points that came out of it. Like, you know,
3: there's definitely a stark contrast between like the person that you describe in them early days, yeah, to the person you are today. Yeah. Like, a massive. I mean, you talk about confidence issues and well just to say you were at Birmingham as a young lad yeah. apprentice yeah. The, what, the star in the, in the in, with the young lads Mate, that, is,
1: that is so long it's almost like a different lifetime you know I can't hardly remember back to it like but then like I, I can remember every moment of the bad times and stuff it, it, it's really really strange but I, I wanted to be a doctor um, I left school at 16 to be a footballer, which, when I think back, that wasn't a very good idea. Luckily, I, I, <laughs> luckily I, I, I had a career of sorts and that, like, you know, and my, my dad and the headmaster, like, begged me to stand do A levels and stuff, but it was a different era and people didn't really go to university in them days, but I wanted to be a footballer and join Birmingham. And, but it was really funny talking about the confidence things, like, because <clears throat> I realised um, I did really well as an apprentice. I was playing for England youth team and stuff, like, you know, and I was flying, I was playing the reses and stuff, like, you know but even then I had that in the back of my mind oh but what what about that next step and that you know I'm not so sure because I'd been a Birmingham City supporter and i have been on the terraces and I was quite shocked to hear the abuse that the players got like you know <laughs> like I'm standing there and, and it's, it, it's vicious I've, and, I've and had a bit of abuse over the yeah, years I've
4: got to be honest yeah. with you home fans <laughs> are the worst you've
1: got, hard, <laughs> you've got hard to it like you know your home fans are the worst and that, that abuse really shocked me so even when I was flying through the youth ranks and that it still hit me how nasty and how bad and the phone and stuff like No, you know what the fans are like you know they'll say oh we pay our money we pay our money we'll boo if we want I say yeah but you're my parents for God's sake come on yeah. come on so there was that side of it so even though I was doing great and you know what you get interviewed and there was an article, Mickey Monarch, I was in England Youth Team, went to Monaco and there a big article in the programme about it. You know, I was like the kind of standout young young player coming through and they interviewed me and you mouth all the things about, it's all I want to do, it's my dream to play for Birmingham. But you know deep down, oh, God, don't put me in that team. Don't pick me. Is that one of the things i <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, please. I'm Not not now, not at 16, 17. Like, I made my debut at 17. I was training one day with the youth team and I know I was close to the dready getting in the first team. My <laughs> the I, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to play. I, 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 I don't want to play. I, I'll, I'll never forget it. I was with the youth team, and I, with the youth team, I was so good at that. And then when I went and trained over there with the first team, I couldn't pass the ball, I couldn't do anything. Did you not believe that you were that good? It was more of a social, interpersonal kind of thing. It was a low self esteem. I've looked at it, obviously, over the years and that. I knew I was really good at football. But it was kind of being in that dressing room and being Mick from the working-class family down the road with him and him and him. It was, the more I look back at it, it was was more that. And then one day, I was actually on the youth team, and they'd had a meeting. They were losing all the time, it seemed in them days. And they came jogging past the first team, and we're playing Blackpool that next night in the League Cup. And a guy called Jimmy Calderwood, he nodded at me and went, you're playing tomorrow. And I absolutely the energy drained out you know, probably not, not, not really the right thing yeah. to expect the energy drained out I mean. and it was really funny because we played at Blackpool and they were two divisions below us we were really in the top division and I made my debut and I just think we got beat two and I so was fought for both the goals well, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what it's really funny because when my book come out people get saying oh it's so fun I laughed out loud I'm thinking you laughed out loud <laughs> well, when I broke my leg or when I got sacked or when I lost my job or when I got in the people which one made you where did you laugh out loud please tell so me oh, oh
4: yeah you're bearing, you're better you yeah. everything yeah. in this yeah. book and yeah. people are yeah. just pissing yeah. the pants in yeah.
1: yeah. I oh, lent it to my wife I heard her laughing in the bedroom I thought well that's on the TV really <laughs> <laughs> not the telegram really not the first time <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know we've all experienced a bit of that <laughs> anyway played in the game didn't do well at for both the goals Okay, not great, but you know what it was because you're out the team for a bit, mate, you know. So there, relief, <laughs> like, yeah. absolute, absolute relief, Chris. Absolutely. Absolute. <laughs> oh, it's <can't> <laughs> <You're telling laughs> <you're telling laughs> only
4: The only player who's been to the manager and knocked his door and thanked him for dropping. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Gaffer, I think I needed that Gaffer. You're a great
1: manager. You know, I wasn't sure before, but what a great move.
0: <laughs> anyway,
1: so I go back and then oh, I'm playing well, though. You know, you want to play well, you don't want to play bad, even with the Euston Reserve. I thought I'm going to get back in here I'm going to get back in here but what can you do you've got to play your best like you know so <laughs> anyway the next news was a few injuries I'm sub Spurs away Tuesday night oh Jesus so uh, alright there's only one sub so you know you're probably going to get on if somebody gets injured mainly in them days there's no tactical stuff in that like you know anyway oh my god I was sat in the dugout at Whitehall I was only 17 and I was sat there like you know I thought I'll count backwards from 5,400 <laughs> and then the game will be over like, you know, so. <laughs> So five thousand four hundred elephants. Five hundred elephants <laughs> <5, 400, like, laughs> so I was doing. I was, Chris, I was doing great. I got down to three hundred. Got three hundred. Yeah. You know, and then like that, like three hundred and one elephants. Three hundred elephants. A guy called Archie Stiles the left back. He comes. He's on our side. He comes limping over. He goes. He goes to Willie Bay. He goes. Oi, my groin's gone. Get that CUNT on. <laughs> I was like, oh, what? In them days, there's no one in the dog out there. There's no one hide. So it's,
3: it's,
4: it's me. <laughs> it's only like, it it right about me. There weren't
1: were seven sort of like 50 doctors. There was William L., the manager, and little Jim, the physio. I thought, oh God, this one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, was,
4: get, I'm getting this. <laughs>
1: Chris, I had to use my arms to get to my feet, I was so nervous. I, so I kinda formed my way up like you know, they're like the climbing walls. I kinda climbed arms And uh, there's only about nine minutes to go, or five and forty seconds As we call it. Anyway, I got on, never touched the ball Done alright <laughs> We were losing one nil and we got beat one nil. And um, <laughs> done alright, and there's still the injuries, so that was on the Tuesday night. So on the Saturday we played Newcastle away and I played in that game. And You started. I started that game, and then we played incredibly Bristol City away on a Tuesday night. I actually played okay in them games. We had a home game against West Ham, I think, and I played really well. So in, in them, when I think back of the terrors of it all, in them first four or five games, I actually did okay. But then the level of performance drops off, and then you're struggling, like you know. And then um, we went to Anfield, and I was playing centre half in that game. and I just had my permits so I looked at twat as well (laughs) He's
4: probably probably fitted uh, in though he's one of our own he's he's one of
3: our own (laughs) it
1: was was like pre-shell suit days so I'm playing against Kevin Keegan, and John Tossick and that like you know and, uh, and the really funny thing is that was match of the day so that footage is available. And when I sort of was at Follis last year, the lads found it and it had a big screen. <laughs> like, oh, <you know>, like, <laughs> can like, back? Yeah, yeah. 1975. <laughs> the box of three, and then I nodded it down for Keegan, who finished gratefully. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah. by that time, I'm struggling, but I was I was, I was like still a really talented player. And they're, they're, I don't know what they thought about it. Like, because you know, I was good in training, but really bad on match days, which what? is not where you want to be. You want to be like not great <laughs> yeah, in you know, training, uh, good on match days. But you know what, Chris? The power of negative thinking was yeah. burying me now. So, I used to go to... The, in them days, very little was on the telly. You'd have your star soccer and one game on match today. day. So, two games were footage. And there was no footage from your video. Every kick of every game is now on the television. In them days, there was nothing. So, if I was playing in the first team on the Friday night, on the, on the, on the Saturday, I'd think, oh, my God, I hope it's not on the telly. Oh, my God, if it's on the telly, I won't be able to cope. I won't be able to sleep, I won't be able to cope. So... <laughs> I Only live six miles from the stadium. I thought I'll drive down and see if the cameras are there, like on a Friday night. Set it up. Yeah. Why? What's the point of that? Are you gonna what are you gonna do? Vandalise them? So Turn <laughs> <all> the corner, <way. laughs> so, setting fires, uh, setting uh, fires at the ground. I had a I had a, a blue Ford Anglia. You know the one that flies in Harry Potter. <laughs> i, I might seriously could not fly. So I was, in, I was that was my car playing in the first, top division in a Anglia, light you know, and uh, I drive down there round the corner, hop oh cameras are here so why did it I don't know so anyway that Saturday we were, we were at home to Leicester and uh, I was sat in the dugout thinking oh don't put me on we was <laughs> winning one there I thought don't put me on because I'll make a mistake and we'll draw one all don't put me on I'll make a mistake and we'll draw one all don't put me on I'll make it we'll going through my mind repeatedly repeatedly re- anyway they put me on I uh, made a mistake and it was one all <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so,
4: so yeah. well, well done bet, is she not yeah. a psychic <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
1: Look into my eyes, my eyes. <laughs> so, um, and then like, you know, every Sunday night we used to go in this pub, me and my brother and my, my girlfriend, and, and I'd sit there having a pint and that, like my girlfriend and my brother and his girlfriend that were made then, maybe six or eight of us, and then some blues fans who were in our group would come in, and they'd say, oh, I've listened to the phoning, you're getting hammered, oh my God. you're getting... And they were like buzzing, telling me like, you know. Yeah. And I'm thinking... I don't a, you don't but B, don't, don't tell me. I don't want to know that. Yeah, what are you, you doing? Why are you trying to support yeah. me? Why are you yeah. telling me that? And I remember once my mum was in Waitrose in Sheldon, and like you know, and uh, the woman was wrapping up her phone. She Oh, your son's not playing very well. You got five in the people, like you know. <laughs> and I'm thinking, my mum didn't, my mum was really worried and suffering yeah. as well. What she didn't really know, we need to know about that, like you know. But well, that's all building up in your, it's in all your, building the way that you're, you're yeah, you know, you got yeah, the negative your, mindset, psychology that you're never going to. Yeah. Where,
3: where did that come from? The, where, was it as the apprentice that kind of. <laughs> pack mentality banter like you know putting people down it, it was really it,
1: it, it was because they were my heroes yeah I was what was that though in the training you know the, it, it was that that bred it and yeah. the fact that yeah that, that guy who I need to tell me to give me the fucking ball quicker he's actually uh, on my wall Kenny Burns Trevor Francis Howard Kendall so I'm not the kind of person who was just shout at players anyway but it, it was that juxtaposition from schoolboy idler to being in the same team yeah. I couldn't carry that and it was it was really you know it was really really unpleasant time and you know it, it, I got to the point where I, I couldn't sleep and stuff like you know and you were dreading being in the team and stuff and uh, it was really funny because they'd have team meetings in the mornings and uh, and <laughs> We'd be out at the old training ground by the airport and that, and then they'd come out with Jim Smith, who was a manager, Jim Smith, he's got mad at the players. I thought, oh, god, if he goes mad at me, I will actually probably drop down dead. But anyway, I was at the team at the moment, but always on the fringe of getting back in. Like, because I was at <laughs> eight, 18 and that. And then, like, we'd be out with the east team warming up. And then the, the first thing we were losing, they'd come out, jog round, and that. They look across, maybe there was thirteen players trying, they needed a fourteenth and that like, you know, and they look and would always take me because I was like the outstanding young player. So I developed this technique. Next next door there was like a farmer's field. So I would kick a ball into the farmers field and hide down
0: and when they'll come out, I'd run in
1: there, get down below the sprouts, because sprouts grow quite big, don't they? Get
0: down below the sprouts. And he'd come out and
1: he'd go, Where's McRathbone? Rathbone? Can't see him. You go over here. Like, you know, <laughs> be like, I you know, did a yeah. mystery.
4: You know, like <laughs> just, just a perm, just a yeah. perm sticking yeah. up with a Lennox film.
1: You know, like in the life of Brian where like, the rope. You want me help you. that? Know. <laughs> so somebody else has to go over. But you know, I'm laughing about it now, but it wasn't funny. But yeah. I went in and around the team and I thought... I, I, it shouldn't I, be like that, should it? Chris, I, I I was a fabulous cross-country runner. I was catching a Birmingham schools, Warwick schools and that like, the world at my feet. And I'd been re- reduced by my weakness. I'm being honest now, being pathetic. Being reduced to somebody who couldn't even pass the ball, 10 yards and that like, you know. And it, we played at Bolton. We drew two off and Trevor Francis got both, didn't play well, but I was kind of stuck in the team because we got a point like, you know... And then we got beat. I'm stuck in the yeah, team. We, we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we got a bite and yeah. I'm fucking stuck. Yeah. And then we we're, playing at Anfield. Yeah. I'm stuck. Yeah. I'm stuck. And then, then we, we got beat badly. I didn't play very well. And Simpson had loads of meetings, and he and he was a good manager. But he was quite a volatile. And he shouted a lot, like you know. And we had a team meeting and um, this was like March 79 I'd had like three years of this like trying not to get in the team and that people were writing and saying it shouldn't be in the team and stuff and coming, I mean, you getting hammered on the radio it's, it's not pleasant at 18, 19 years of age I don't care who you are it's not pleasant like yeah. you know there's no positivity coming no positivity like, no positivity you know, but n- nobody, you know, nobody within yeah,
3: yeah. within the, n- the... N- Nothing so coaching get, staff or anything. No, were,
1: picked up an arm around, nothing could get me out of I mean, there was sort of a nuclear war at the time, but, you know, I don't feel that as well. So, really, Brad. Would you rather got picked for that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> I'll do I'll my national service, no bother. Fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pick me. but To be no. fair, I was the same. My full debut uh, for Barnsley away at Sheffield United 25, 27,000 people. And I'm walking down the tunnel with tears coming down my eyes. How old are you? 18. Yeah. Thinking, I need to I need to trip up here and do my ankle yeah. so I can't play. Yeah, it, it's
1: That's really thing, it's right? really funny this because we're all saying it, aren't we?
3: Yeah.
1: It's not just me. I maybe took it to extreme and wrote about it, and I was an extreme version. Because I said, when that book came out, I got loads of people saying I felt the same. I felt the mm. same. Yeah. But we got to the stage then where I, I just I, I couldn't play. I couldn't go on. I, I couldn't... And this is somebody who got the most O-levels at the grammar school. This is somebody who's an 800-meter runner, played for... You know, this is a, a high achievement and I, I, and I couldn't go on. And we had a meeting on the Monday morning and Jim Smith went mad at everybody and g- going crazy and that light, you know. And then he sat down and he, it was really funny the the, the club captain was a guy called Joe Gallagher, big Joe from Liverpool, strong side. We liked Joe. We didn't like most of the players. I shake us, but well, Joe was okay. Like, you know, so Jim Smith sits down and goes, right, because Joe wants to say a few words so then Joe after uh, he gets up and he went mad at me a like called Mark Dennis and, and, and Foxy I think about it, it, it was awful honestly you know. about your performance yeah he went I'll never forget he went you he went you th- this is Joe God he goes you you think you're someone special and you're shit I thought well no I, I think I'm shit and I am shit I don't think I'm someone special how can you how can you think mm and then he went to one of the other lads it's my it's funny you now if my kids are saying like you're killing it you know quite a hard I to they like you know and then Jesus yeah. kick him on while uh, down yeah. and I thought it was a bit of a cheap shot Joe the young kids and that like you know so anyway he sits down and Jim goes thanks thanks Joe I thought oh thanks Joe <laughs> well, thanks Joe well said like and then Jim Smith gets me going and goes right we're at I don't know, probably, all, well, Old Trafford Saturday, and I'll tell you, and you, and you, you better get your effing fit. This is killing me, Chris. He goes, right, get outside the lorry now. Not good enough. And I'll tell you, you know the throwaway comment? I'll tell you a lot now. Any of you don't want to play, you effing stay behind him. Tell me. I thought, oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> No, Perfect. Yeah. Have, a fucking, now, have a get-out of clothes, Now, that's normally rhetoric, yeah. you know, and a, 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 a geoff. It's yeah. not really an invitation to yeah. chat. <laughs>
4: Can I just have a word, Gaffer, please? I'd like to take you up on your offer, please.
1: I'm sat there. Everyone gets some troops out, and I'm sat there like... And Jim goes, what's the matter with you? And he goes, oh, it's but Chris, this is bizarre to recount now all that. This is a lifetime. I go, I said, well... It, I said, you know that um, you said that if you don't want to play Saturday, stay behind and say. I don't want to play Saturday.
4: <laughs> he goes, "Yeah."
1: Jim Smith was bald. I wasn't at the time. Although I was rapidly on my way the way things were going. <laughs> and his head used to go red or purple on the back that. He's got effing mad. And he goes, you what? I goes, I-, I don't want to play. I goes, and this is bizarre now. M- my girlfriend at the time worked at Dynarod. Uh, which cleans out your toilets and I'd got a job this is somebody who got the highest qualification at the grammar school in Birmingham all that football in excellence and that you know uh, captain of the school grammar school and that you know this is where I was now and I said no I said I want to leave I said my girlfriend's got me a job at Diner right and I can start on Monday. <laughs> so you, you actually yeah, yeah, wanted to yeah, go
3: clean yeah, the toilet. Yeah, to the yeah.
1: So <laughs> that's where my future lay. So that's what it reduced me to. Now, Jim Smith, then, to be fair, he softened, he said, you know what, I weren't and I was still Mick. He goes, Mick, he goes, go home. I have a couple of days about it. He goes, I get it. He goes, but you're too good a player to go out the game. He goes. I've gone a week at home like you know and I'll, I'll give you a ring like you know did
3: he know what you were going through did you explain I think, I think say, I in a
1: way job. they must have seen it because they can be so good in training yeah. so and, and do you know what? I've changed a lot over the years I think how do you train people for the marines you don't give them massages you're fucking yeah. train them hard because yeah. you're in the fucking marines and you've got to go and fight for your <laughs> life out there yeah. and as I've got older I, I see it now as I'm not saying the right way to do it it could have been better done but I, I do get it now, like you know. Anyway, he phoned me back later in the week. He said, Look, he goes, um, i will give up the job by then, I'd lost the job. <laughs> oh, <shit.
4: laughs> and he goes, Shit wasn't for you.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't he, he goes, Mickey goes, Would you like to go on loan to Blackman Rovers? They're in the division below. Uh, they just sold a player called Kevin Hurt to Leeds for 350,000 pounds. They're looking for a fallback And that <sighs> the answer was, I didn't want to go, but I thought I'll give it a go. And it was really funny because. Got the train north, didn't really know where Blackburn was, didn't really know much about the history of it all and that, like, you know. But it was really funny. I, 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 this is, life is so weird. They put me in a little guest house, which is like two of the jars from where I live now, like the woodlands and that. And that night, um, I walked up the road for a pint in the Westview pub, and I sat there, and there were some Rovers fans in there, and there'd been a piece about me in the paper, played in the top division at 70, in the Youth International, and they came over, and, and they were excited that I was there and I had the piece of paper, got my autograph and stuff, and bought me a pint and that, like, you know. And <laughs> this was so different than the you shit, you shit, you shit, what are you shit, well done, you shit, and that. It was so different, like, you know. And I already felt the self esteem. I think, you know, that there's a great saying a prophet's always hating in his hometown, and that's a biblical saying, and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to go 110 mile north and that, and then I went to training the next day, and, and a guy called. Um, Alan Birchenall, who does a time at Leicester now, a great guy. He he was in the hotel with me and and he drove me in and he goes, right, he goes, uh, got a new guy, I was was 19, I think, got a new guy, it's Mick Rathbone, but I tell you what, let's call him Basil, after Basil Rath, and it stuck. And that, the nom de guerre itself, that was kind of the new start, the new name as well. I was kind of a, Big deal there, like because yeah, I I, I, asking, did you feel
3: <laughs> the artist the formerly on as Mick. Yeah, did the artist
0: formerly known Did you
1: feel more like a, a big fish in a small pond as opposed to a, I mean, look, a small you, fish you in you a dropped big pond? mean, down a level. So you didn't have the 35 fee, 30, you had the 15,000. Um, it was easier, I guess, in, in the, what was League Two, we caught the Championship now, than it was in League One. I didn't have the fucking chemistry because the old chemistry stood behind the goal saying, Oh, he's teaching the chemistry, he's shit at football. Isn't he? <laughs> I, so I didn't have my uncle there, I didn't have I didn't have all that. Just a physical moving away as well, like you know. So it worked and yeah, I was always a nervous player, but I had eight fantastic years there. Yeah, yeah it started building up from Thursday night. you are okay, you have a, you have a good win and you know you no midweek game this week, so you were happy on the Sunday and that light, you know. But I had what I would probably describe the normal anxiety of a player playing in front of a crowd in that light, you know. Yeah. And I, I played well for Blackburn. I had eight good years there, but you know what? It kind of finished me as a player. The Birmingham experience because I was like a centre midfield player. And I was really good on the ball and that, and I became a steady player. And I say this to the players at work, we know if you fear playing badly, you'll never play great because you won't try that thing that will set you apart. So. A lot of the if you ask the Blackburn fans now, the older ones, obviously, what was Baz like? They'd say, "Yeah, good player, played left back or right back, played 300 games, good seven out of ten every week, real good servant for Blackburn." and That, but I was more than that. But I accepted that, you know, because if you haven't got the mental strength, it's like it's not saying, "Yeah, it'd be a great player if you had more mental strength," like you know. But it's like not having pace, not having touch. We can talk about how easy it is to put, on, but you it, it, it can't it's put on. it on, you on, know. Thing, and do you know what? When I was at Birmingham, <coughs> I was there for four years, two years as a pro, two years as a pro. And I would leave at the end of the season. He had like 10 weeks off in the summer. I'd leave at the end of the season. and As so I drove away from St Andrews, the training ground was up at the airport, right by where I was born. I drove away and I said to myself, this will never happen again. When you go back next year, I'll drive in there and I'll get on the effing ball and I'll show these bastards how good I am at football. Bastards is the wrong word. They were good people. It was just my perception at that time. And you know what? As the days got near to pre-season again, I drove and I got the car. It was just the same as it ever was. And it's ever so easy to, you know, talk about shit. He doesn't Mm -hmm. want to know. He's not trying and that. But when you've lived that kind of life... But I say I I got out of it in inverted commas and I I had eight good years there and I had four good years at Preston and then obviously I went to become a physio I went to university. So my memories of the football... You know, it's all great experience, and if I hadn't gone to Blackpool, I wouldn't have met my wife, who we've been married for thirty seven years and three kids. So you wouldn't have that. So it is all part of your unique life journey. So I wouldn't want to change any of it. Do you know when you're looking back on it, do you remember the the bad times more than the good? Times? You know, yeah. So consciously yeah, you think, yeah, yeah. Well, what about that? Time? Yeah. Well, obsessed, obsessed. In them days, you got marks owning. There, there was so. Much, actually, more much less coverage in the papers. You had your Sunday people give the report, and essentially that was the report that everybody read. Now there's a hundred reports, and so that was the holy grail of how's you done? Yeah, you had the marks after your name. You used you to know. look
4: at your own marks every week as oh, well, mate.
1: It spoiled my life. Yeah. I swear to god, mate. <laughs> I became obsessed, obsessed with those marks and I got five every week like, you know. but people who didn't go the game that was their end to how you were doing oh Mr. Graftbone I see your lad's got five again he must <laughs> therefore be shit well no he don't know what he's on about the bloke he can't mark 22 nobody's interested in that he can't mark 22 people and that was an absolute nightmare <clears> and I couldn't sleep because of those marks and I always got a low mark because I was playing shit obviously so uh, you know what I used to do oh my god I can't believe I used to do it in them days the papers were printed in London not in Manchester, which they are now, or the, the sun in Spain, it's printed in Spain, isn't it, you know, because of all the technology that like, was printed in London and they come up on the sleeper train, I can't even believe I'm saying, this. they come up on the sleeper train and get to New Street Station about 4am, so I was lying awake Saturday night, I thought, I, I, I can't sleep, I can't close my eyes, so I've got, I, I, I know the mark and that light, like, you know, so I get in my car, I drive to central Birmingham and wait for the train to come, and the papers had all come off and i have been buy one there and there, and, like, I'd be shaking as so I read it like, you know what I mean, and, oh my Five out of ten, like you know, but at least, and then I, I stopped doing that because that was unhealthy. In that, light, you know, yeah, yeah, that's probably a good idea. You're not gonna be to <laughs> <laughs> not able to get a pen and just make it into an A, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, just a box full of my and not be standing like the petrol money in them days, like, you know? So then I just lie awake at night, and you know what, about seven o'clock, the paper used to come, and I'd hear the gate go, and I'd hear the paper boy footstep across the gravel, and the dog barking in that light. Then I hear the newspaper come through. And I was lying down there and I knew my next week if I could get a six, if I just edge a six. I did <laughs> I did a couple of good passes in that game. If I can edge a six, I've got a great week ahead. But, you know, if it's a five, then they're all reading. Oh, Mr. Rathbone, you've had shit and all that. Everybody's reading. Five, you shit, you shit, you shit. Like, you know. Anyway, I remember the one time I'm lying there like, and I hadn't played well, hadn't played well. And, you're walking downstairs, the eggs are like jelly and that, and the papers there, like, and you're picking it up and like, you're flicking through till so you see the report, and then you're going, go, oh, go, go, go. four. Brownie, four. <laughs> he only used You to get four plus of starting, don't He went five to <laughs> ten. Five, five poor, six average, seven good, eight very good, nine out. He's got a new number for yeah, Rathborn. Nine outstanding, outstanding, ten out of this world. Who's <laughs> ever thus? Poor. Four. four. <laughs> <laughs> They're putting a new category. <laughs> Stinker. <laughs> I flicked through <laughs> all the other games. No one else got a four. Now. <laughs> so it's now, it's four stinker, five poor, six good, uh, six average, seven good, eight very good, four rough ball. <laughs> you've had a rough ball. Well, <laughs> I collapsed. I collapsed. Do you, you know? Do you know? Do you know
4: if you? Yeah. You know if you'd have had, if you got a seven? Yeah. You, obviously, you are you're over the moon. But do you know We're if you got a champagne. five? If you have <laughs> We're open champagne. If you've got a five, but you deep down, new right. I think I've got a seven. Yeah. Did, did that affect you? Or no, were it just because the mark?
1: it was everybody else's minds. Exception of, yeah, right.
4: Yeah. So even though you knew
1: you'd done well. Yeah, it didn't matter because people didn't go to the game, but they, they were looking at it, it, it mattered so much to them.
0: <laughs> For. It was,
1: <laughs> it was <laughs> oh, my, yeah, and that kept me through my career. Always, it was that fear. And I, I did actually, I've got to say this, I did get 10 once in a Carling Cup game. Yeah. I bet you've framed, kept the paper on that. No, 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 no. Five in the first leg, one in the second leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: so, as
1: long as it were a seven or a
4: three. <laughs> so,
3: have you spoken to people that you played with
1: at yeah. that time? Yeah.
3: Since you've booked and that's come out of that? Yeah. I, really I met,
1: um, once I was at Everton as a physio and we were played West Bromwich Albion away and. Um, Joe Gallagher, the nemesis from yeah. your shit, your shit, my kid was like you, will kill it and that like, you know. Joe was a um, commentator. He come running over. I heard him say, like Mick, so it must have been from, from pre-79. Um, oh, Mick, great to see you. I'll be following you, i real really, really pleased for me and my wife. And he was so nice, so nice. But I think 90% <coughs> of those problems was self imagined, yeah, yeah. and when I was at Fodis last year, we'd have a real good laugh with some of the young lads and that. And you know, I, I'd be I can't remember, in the medical room. We'd have a, every morning we'd be laughing so much and that. And a lad would come in with the, I don't know, and we'd have a laugh at him and that. And then he'd go out, we'd all be laughing. I thought, am I only doing what they did to me? Is he going out now laughing and saying they're funny those guys, or is he saying, oh my god, yeah. pass me the ball? They're <clears> killing <throat> me. I'm not going in there again. Yeah. I don't think the modern player does so much. I don't think played does so much. Do you think I there's
3: yeah. more awareness about like, anxiety, massively and so, and mental uh, issues. Yeah, massively so,
1: yeah. And, and, and rightly so. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, no, so. see, I, 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 not bully, but I,
4: I, came the young lads now. Yeah, yeah. and and people are well, like, yeah I said, well, hopefully he's going to be playing in front of thirty thousand yeah. people, and he's going to be getting battered by yeah. thirty thousand people. Yeah. Yeah. so I'm sort of just. I mean, not bullying, but you know, I like caning yeah. them and, and Tough, whatever, yeah. toughening Tough yeah. them up. Um, to yeah. If they're gonna, if they're gonna play in front of thirty thousand people and they're just yeah. gonna crawl up their own ass, yeah. then they're just You're gonna put it down. So it. it's, it's, it's sort of like it's a balance, uh, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, obviously, yeah. it's never, never too nasty. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Just sort of bending them in for hopefully what they're gonna, You've what never, they're gonna feel yeah.
3: they,
4: uh, yeah. playing in front of 50,000 people, hopefully. Bro, but, but
1: when I look back, it, I don't think it was malevolent. I don't think it was. Kenny Burns was one of the worst. Uh, you don't know Kenny Burns. Kenny Burns was football of the year. He played for Forest when they won the Champions League, and that was at Birmingham with Trevor Francis, Peter With Kenny, um, or, or Howard Kendall All those players, and that there's some big players in them days. And he was probably the worst. And he made my life a misery. And I remember once. Um, I went into the medical room, you know, you don't want to look up in that light, you know. And he was, <laughs> and he was on the bed getting a rub and that. And he He probably saved himself, he wasn't such a nice guy in those days, you know. He'd come from a difficult upbringing in that light, you know. And I was... In-
0: when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.
1: I like to kept my head down on that, and he went, fuck me, because who's this apes abortion? <laughs> <laughs> Brownie, apes abortion <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a thing to call somebody what, why, why would you have that in your head stillborn child a child of a primate <laughs> what was your response just oh just I, I <laughs> yeah yeah you're, you're yeah. right you're right yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah swung my way out on the, on the rafters <laughs> you know what but you know what Do you know what I saw him then when I was at Everton. we had a pre-season friendly against Foddy. so this is like oh 2007 2008 30 years later and he obviously he was a legend and he was showing people around and, and he came come into the dressing room and he remembered me straight away and he was brilliant he was so funny we laughed and he it was just so normal It wasn't it, Most of it Was my perception of it There's yeah. no doubt about it Yeah How was it at the time At Birmingham When Obviously
3: you're, you're having these Anti-issues with Some of the players That were your heroes And then Sir Ralph Ramsey walks in World Cup winner Yeah
1: you well, know. To play for Sir Ralph Ramsey Is a great honour You know The only Englishman Who's won the <clears throat> World Cup but that brings its own problems as well, like, you know, because he was quite aloof. He, he, he was he, he was good and he's won the World Cup. He, he, he was quite aloof. It was unfortunate because he came as a director and then I think Willie Bell got the sack and he kind of got pushed into the job, won the first couple of games, didn't really want it, but got pushed in and that, like, you know. But um, as I say in my book, it, he did me a massive favour, dropped me one time, like, you know. And, <laughs> The relief. You know, the team used to get pinned up on the wall on a Friday night. You know, and you're know sitting there waiting for it to go up and you're thinking, oh, please, God. Because if you're in it, you're on the bus down to the hotel and you ain't sleeping and you're having a nightmare and you're getting, well, it's four now, it's not even five. You can't even enjoy your five. So, so you can't appreciate or, a steady five. If I go around that corner, I'm not in that 12th place. I'm not there. Oh, my God, I've got the weekend off. I'm going home. Oh, my God, no pressure. So you are shaking walking up. Anyway, I'm out. I'm out the team. Oh my God, the relief and that. So I sat in the <laughs> dressing room, but this has got me the biggest wind up in history. Some of the first team players start saying to me, Can't believe he's left you out. Can't believe he's left you out. I said, Well, you know, I, I said, I've not been playing well, really. <laughs> I, you know, he knows what he's doing He's won the World Cup. I said, I think it's a good decision. And that, and then, I'll never forget, there's about four of them, and they're going, I wouldn't put up with that. I wouldn't put up with that because you get walked over all your life. You know, when you when you're left that, you need to go and tell him. And I said, Tell him what? He goes, You need to get in your car. You need to drive down to St Andrews and you need to tell him you're not happy and you want to leave. I said, Really? I said, Yeah, if you want a Korean football you don't want to get walked over, You get in your car now. Six miles down to St Andrews, knock on the door, and you fucking tell him you ain't happy and you want to leave. I said, well, they must know. They're senior players. So I got my car. So I drive down there to the office I can look through the windows. there he's reading the times he's got his three piece suit on like you know as you would expect from the quintessential English gentleman they must know <laughs> come not come in not come in come <laughs> so went in He <coughs> falls paper goes yes uh, just, uh, uh, how may I help you I said I'm not happy I said I've been left out I said I'm not happy and I want to leave Okay. It's <laughs> got to be the greatest put down in the history of football. He folds a paper. He goes, uh, Okay. He goes, uh, you, you can go by all means. But who, who do you think is going to sign you? <laughs> you're your fucking craft. He <laughs> 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 must know. On the <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you, brownie, you know the phrase, in like a lion, out like a lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. <laughs> great, great days, great days. Great days. So were,
4: you, were you actually relieved to retire then from football in the end?
1: Yeah, I, I guess. So I had four years it pressed on the astroturf, and but yeah, I, I think so. I think you get a feel it's time to move on. I was probably thirty-three at the time. I had just had an operation on my knee and that, so it was time to move on.
3: Yeah. You
1: know. So, were you doing your physio stuff while you were playing? <sighs> not really. Not really. Didn't we have any idea what I was going to do? This is somebody who like wanted to be a had All them o, o levels were in them days, and, that, and then suddenly you're thrown up with, you know, you've got a big, you've got a big mortgage and you've got, I think, two young kids at the time and you've got no qualifications. Had beyond you been had you sensible with, your, with no, your money? we didn't make any money, did we? Yeah. We made like, I don't know, 200, 300 pound a week, 375 a week was my highest yeah. wage. Um,
3: but still, better than the average. Yeah, I would, the I would say,
1: people say, what was the money like in them days? And I would say, well, if you were losing uh, you're probably on an electrician or plumber's wage, which is good money nowadays. Yeah. And if you're playing and winning and getting your parents' money, you're on a doctor's wage. So it was probably probably between that, uh, did I say, fifty pounds or £100,000 a year, depending on how well you do. So it was decent money, but it wasn't life-changing money. You had to go and yeah. find a job. Mm-hmm. So I got to the end. he got a big mortgage. Obviously, the mo- interest rates in them days were high, and young kids and stuff like that. so. Shit, what am I going to do now? Yeah, it was really fun, though, because my brother came up for the weekend and that. I do not think about going back to the fucking diner rod? No, no. no, 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 no. no, no, no. Didn't you know what I was gonna do, my brother came up that weekend and they were trying to get um eight professional footballers to become chartered physios and go to university for four years and that. And I cut a long story short, they offered me a place on that in Salford and I weren't interested. And it was a when I look back on my life, I, so many things happened at that time in that place for that reason. My brother came up for the weekend and that, and he said to me, you've got to go on that course. I said, no, no. I said, I'm not going back to school at 33. He goes, to me, you have to go on that course. You have to get that qualification. I said, I'm not interested. He goes, go, go for me. So I went and got long, so I went on it. It was really hard to go to university two full-time days a week for the next four years and all through the summer, being in the hospitals and stuff. It was really difficult. Are you were working in the local hospital? Yeah, as part of you. You have to do, like I think, a thousand hours. It was really, uh, really, really difficult. In the meantime, I got like a part job, job. I was like the physio at Halifax Town and that, like, you know. And then, as you know, I become the manager there for a few months. So I had that kind of orbit, 200 pound a week, 200 pound a week. I had that coming in to keep the family going. But, you know, for four years, no holidays. I had a little club escort from Halifax and... Oh uh, what, what sorry uh, no 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 oh, no, no. 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 Uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> Poor escort. You have to cut that just in case cut the that. wife listens. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. You don't you don't get him do out of this. Course, <laughs> so um, really really tough. When I think back then, four years and that working at Halifax and stuff. Like
3: that. And then I suppose from there, then kind of on to the next chapter. Yeah. In terms of physioing at a much higher level, when the call comes in from Preston it was great yeah it was great to go back to Preston and and in them days well not just as a physio I I feel like it kind of develops into a lot more than just being a physio it was a different era
1: Preston were in the bottom division but Baxter had just bought them so it was a time of rebirth for the club and I felt they could go places and that Gary Pitt was manager Moyes was he was a a captain yeah, captain of the team and coach, and, that, and I, I was a physio, but I played every Resi game that year, and Moisey was my manager. <laughs> I played every game. Were you nervous for them? I, I was all right. I played centre mid, so we didn't have the kind of warrior beam by the dog out anyway. <laughs> <Like> so <laughs> there was nobody in the stadium, is not that? But I played all the Resi games. And when I think of the workload, I thought we maybe get back from Grimsby at 2 a.m. I'd go in the next morning, work with the injured players, then I'd get my gear together, get the minibus, drive the minibus to Ayrton Park, <laughs> or Roker Park. we get there, i get out, i put the strappings on, give them all the rubs. Fill my bag up, go out, play the full 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about value for money. <laughs> if somebody got injured, I'd have to run across, get my bag, or one of the apprentices would bring my bag on. I'd tend to play on the pitch, then back into the game, back in the minibus, driving back home at 1am, and back up the next day and back into work. Jack, Jack of all trades. Yeah, yeah. And I did years and years of that. But it was a a great period for Preston, we went forward and forward and that stand got done next year, that stand, new training ground, that stand, it was an amazing seven years from the bottom division to 90 minutes from the Premier League, so I was so lucky, and then obviously I got that call from Everton, and it was really flattering that Preston wanted me to stay, and I was not sure if I wanted to go myself, because I had this way of doing work, running the players hard, working them hard, running with them and that, and I were not sure if the big hitters at Preston would kind of buy, in, Everton were buying to that, like, and the players were like kind of telling me, say, Baz, don't go there. They're the horrible. The players in the Premier League are horrible. We've heard that big Duncan Ferguson's horrible to so physios and that. like Oh Jesus Christ! But I thought, you know what? <laughs> oh, the anxiety. Oh, the back? anxiety. From <laughs> that? But I thought, you know, you have to go. You're doubling the wages, and you have a journey in life, and you have to go to the Premier League. And that, bro, I was scared of what would happen when I got there. Like, and I remember my first day. I drove into the car park and oh, my hands were sweaty. I thought, "Oh God, they're not going to like me. me—the big hairs, big dunk, and all that kind of stuff." Like you know, it was a really hot day, and uh, I'll never forget it. I had some faded jeans and I had a yellow check shirt and a denim jacket as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, you were setting yourself up. Yeah. yeah weren't you, <laughs> Come on. It was a really hot day. It was a really hot day, and um, I thought, "This is for my wife and kids." So I got out and I bravely walked across the car park and. Uh, I went into this door and I, I stood kind of um, just standing there shivering and, and I could hear noise going in the background I then hear a, a big voice saying this is Big Dunk by the way have you clocked a new physio it's Bob the fucking Belder <laughs> and then the door then the, <laughs> the door comes open and Big Dunk's there and he comes up to me he goes I'm Big Dunk I've finished a few physios fucking careers and I goes oh, uh, I'm Baza I've finished a few players careers <laughs> he goes, "Hey, he comes close to me, he goes fucking brilliant I'm going to like you and I said "Which well, just as well because you spend the season in the medical room don't you <laughs> he comes up to me he puts his face in my face he goes we're going to be fucking pals fucking <laughs> and then he walked off and then Kev Campbell come down and went Baz I'm club captain Kevin Campbell we've heard a lot about it welcome to the club we're really looking forward to working with you just instantly better I was in and that was yeah. it. I was in, and that was just so That magical. could have gone either way as well. Could yeah, could either, have way. either way. You know what? In the years yeah. there, I went in, with, there was the 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 bounce of Moisey and Wayne Rooney coming through, and it was absolutely the place to be at the place. The the place. So it
4: always seemed to me from an outside thing, obviously under the Moise at Everton, as like it was sort of a team overachieving.
1: Yeah, he, he was so good. He, God, he... he, got, he the players loved him because they knew they'd have the. The players had their best careers under David Moyes, and players who thought they could do better elsewhere didn't tend to do so. And they had a great relationship with the manager. I think you need to love your manager and hate your manager yeah. in equal parts. And they, Dave, had that perfect at Everton. He got the absolute best respect out of those as well. players, yeah. And they knew those players, and we're talking about with respect, not household names in the Premier League like yeah. in those days, and that But they, they, Dave got the best out of those players. You know, with respect, to your Lee Carses mm, and you, Ke- you know, Kev obviously, and your Onzes and your Scotty Gemmels and um, he got the best out of those players and put together a real good. But it was more about the club as well, was going places, and it was that pride in wearing that Everton shirt, and that it was unbelievable. That that time we finished fourth, obviously got to the cup final. It yeah. was mag- magic.
3: What was it like um, wearing Rooney? like did you hear the whispers yeah all the whispers already at the youth level and we've got got one here
1: yeah this is a a once in a generation and it was remember the name yeah I think my third game was the goal against um, Arsenal that was my third or maybe second home game and then you were like and you know you remember things like first off a great lovely guy my lad at that time was probably out at that time and sometimes we'd go in and Wazir would always get Ollie out and have some shots at him and play. Shots? Yeah, yeah. You started
0: your. your... Yeah, yeah.
1: But it always had time for a great guy. You know, it's a shame when you read other stuff because yeah. he's just a great guy. And he phone up uh, if you had to phone me at home. And I broke his foot. Show, I was looking after his foot after the Euro two thousand four was it? And, I don't know. Mister Rathbone, he's Mister uh, great. And when I see him now, if I'm away with the England teams and that, just a fantastic guy. Everybody loves him. At Man United. But the thing I remember from that first year was every time he come on, a sub a lot. Like, but he played kind of wide on the right. He was like a boy. only sixteen yeah. then, like you know. And every time the ball went out to him. Everybody in the stadium stood up and it went dead yeah. and he never failed to deliver. It was just unbelievable. It was interesting really because obviously I'm watching that game at home when he broke his foot and I get I'm the first to know when Gaddy Loon fell. Yeah. It's a Jones fracture. We know that's a, a nasty fracture. And that I'm thinking, oh my god! And these now the most famous footballer, world football and, that. and I'm looking after his foot, and that, like, you know. And, and, and these injuries, these injuries are, are, are known to refracture. I thought, oh, oh great, that would be, that would be great, I've been here That's a my physiotherapy fucked me, does it again? I've been here a year. Anyway, it, it was great. I spent like, obviously every day. I took for X-rays in. Manchester surgery for X-rays in Manchester. Two. he was he developing a little fracture line and that. And people would mob him, and he'd sign every autograph. Like it was fantastic and that. But then we're getting close to the time we've got to start. We'd done some jogging in his training. He'd always run off after a ball. I said, "Don't run after the ball. <laughs> run after the ball." <laughs> you know. But he would be like that. Like, and uh, we get to the time he's got to start putting real weight through it. Like you know. And I'm thinking, oh my god, twisting into. It. I thought, oh my god.
4: Did you feel the the nation's? Yeah, I felt the weight. I felt of the to... I felt The
1: weight of the nation yeah, yeah. On, on my shoulders, and that, like you know. Anyway, then we're sort of going to Man United and. Uh, I was set my little office in there. I had a telly in Sky Sports 4.05, it was in them days. And it shows him getting there and that like, you know, and I'm thinking, please go through, please go through. Please go through. <laughs> and I wanted, him to, I wanted him to go for him as well. Like, you know, it's 22 million, a lot of money. You know, he deserved to play at the very, very highest level. So it was all for the right reasons. But I think, oh, please go, please go. But it seemed to go on for ages and ages. And then I see him leaving Old Trafford to go to a local um, hospital for um, a medical. And he had some kit. I thought I was going to run the treadmill I <laughs> go if it breaks on the treadmill whose player is he then <laughs> so there's, there's, oh, there's another hour of sweat pouring off me and it seemed to drag on and drag on it's now the first pictures were shown at 11am it's now 4pm it's like you know and then finally the shot with the shirt with Rooney on the back <laughs> it's gone through like, oh, <laughs> I'm, safe, I'm safe <laughs> I'm <It's laughs> safe it's not my problem anymore no <laughs> that foot is not my problem I'll oh, cars! a car up in Kev Kilbane don't worry about that but not was <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bugger anybody up. <laughs> who who was the biggest uh character in that Everton team that you Oh, we had some great guys, Tommy Graveson. Odd but fantastic What a player. Yeah. What a player. An absolute genius with the ball and that but the weirdest guy. I, I, he's the, in Vegas now, isn't he? He's in Vegas now. He's yeah, a billionaire he's... or something. Porker, yeah. like, yeah. uh... poker,
3: poker style. Yeah. yeah.
1: He plays poker, does it? Yeah, yeah. And he bought apparently they had the, a the massive recession in Vegas now, and he's come back up and he's he's made billions off buying houses apparently that but was
3: yeah. he over the white line kind of different person on and off
1: the field I, I, I mean I tell a story about the first time I ever ran onto a player at Everton like you know uh, it was Tom like you know and uh, I'm running on like you know and, and I say Tommy Tommy what, what is it he goes fucking hell Mike you're a fucking physio you fucking tell me what it is <laughs> oh my god nothing prepares you for that so I don't adequate. look like I said oh okay I say uh, get, get, get up I pull him. he goes get your fucking hands off me I'll fucking kill you <laughs> fucking you know. so they kind of awkwardly walk off the pitch together he goes thanks Mike see you later and back on he goes like you know and then once I, I was sitting for an x-ray once I was sitting for an x-ray and uh, I was in the car like and he was sat by me looking at me like as I'm driving along I'm like how's Mike today call me Mike how's Mike he yeah really good like if we go for the x-ray Mike get the results. okay so yeah yeah well that's where we're going it? so we are doing that anyway I suffer petrol you know so I'm getting the petrol he gets out of the car and he's standing by me so i put the petrol in he's watching me put the petrol in then we go in I'm paying for the petrol he's talking want some sweets Mike you want some sweets says, no no I'm ok chewing gum Mike you want to pay for the petrol I said no no I'm ok Like, and then he just walked with me and got back in the car that was it and that was it <laughs> But he he was a a marvellous player. He had the hard man image. He wasn't, he was a marvellous footballer. He really was. Yeah, Yeah, really good player. He was a great guy. We had a great, Personality around the place and that like you know <laughs> we had the Chinese we had Lee Thai because the Chinese people owned it and that and yeah, we used to have such a laugh in the medical room I remember one day, Wayne was it Wayne or Stubbsy? somebody went to look at some puppies and I bought three Chow's or something three Chow puppies or two Chow puppies and had them in the medical room like you know what I mean? And I said like uh, I said look I said guys you're gonna have to set them out like and I think Stubbsy said why well, are they doing no harm I said, well yeah but Lee Tai's starting to salivate <laughs> <laughs> And it, it was like that every day, mate. It was like every day, such a laugh. Like, one time, I, I it was that yellow check shirt, which I really liked. It sounds bad, it, it was the yellow. I thought, I know i got Bob the Builder for it. I'm wearing it again. So, I wore it, like, you know. And then, uh, Watto came in, uh, well, Steve Watson, Watto came in because Baz is at coffee upstairs. So, I went upstairs when I got back. He'd gone to the considerable trouble of laying a table in the medical room with candles and glasses. On my shirt as a tablecloth. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so for my husband, the guy to off that choice, that lot like, you know. And then I thought I'm still wearing that shirt. He said, "Oh man, a lot of money, like you know, I'm going to wear it again." And then the next time I wore it, I was running around with Gary Naismith, and it was really, really rainy, like you know. And Gary goes, pal, it's too hot for this tacky top." He takes his top off. He's got my yellow shirt, off, <laughs> and then he just like a sliding
0: all the way,
1: slides along the morning my yellow shirt, like yeah, you know. no. They're banal and, and silly things, but yeah, yeah. In all that pressure that we've already talked about, you, you need that, like you yeah. know what I mean. You do need a bit of that too. And that medical room's our—it's our safe haven. So every player will come in. The manager's not in there. You can say anything you like to me about. Anybody. Do you find that as uh,
3: as as a physio, are you kind of the you,
0: yeah, you're, you're the the man in between? between. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I, yeah. I, I hope I am because you'll hear players saying, "Don't send it to the physio." You'll go back to the manager now. Yeah. They, I think, knew I wouldn't, and the things they would say to me, I, I guess that meant they knew I wouldn't. Yeah. So now, if somebody said to me, I'm not going to try Saturday, then that's a difficult one to deal with, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But the general banter and stuff like you know, and I, yeah. I consider that a great honor that every morning at Everton, all the players would come in and for a laugh and a joke, and it was kind of there 15 minutes before training. That and the manager weren't in there, and it wasn't football, and there was. You know, nobody was criticising. That was kind of a, their kind of safe house, their pressure-free zone, if you want. Mm. And I consider it an honour that that would happen. and it happened at Forest last year, and it happened yeah. at all the clubs I've worked at. And I consider that to be an honour, like you know. Mm. So I think I think a lot of
4: managers man thinking about me would think maybe I I'm, I don't care about you know some in training and, and you're having a laugh and the job. They think some managers might think oh he's just come here to fuck about, but. You need that, don't you? yeah. You know and what I mean. You, you that. need that on the pit and yeah. like whatever the manager thinks, right? He he knows that you need that. Yeah. do you know what I mean for that 15 minutes on a morning yeah. you're not even at a football club no. you're just in a room with your pals yeah. just yeah. fucking about yeah. Yeah. basically just yeah. fucking about you're not at home with your split arse yeah. you're, at, you're there for 15 minutes just
1: battering people yeah. I've not right. had that injury before a split ass. <laughs> <laughs> you've not seen mine Baz. i
3: medical you're, you're your bag
4: how are you spelling that L U C Y. But yeah, it, 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 but yeah, just, you've got to enjoy it because there's that much pressure and it's, it's, there's that much, there's that many times where you're thinking, fucking hell, that, that time where you just
1: go, just have a, have a crack. I think it's the most important job at a football club. Yeah, a physical, yeah. I'll be with you. it is very very important. You're like kind of that interface between the players and the manager, aren't you?
3: Is there a big difference now? Um, you know, you both of you have talked about. Having injections and playing through the pain, we're now at the top level. These players' bodies are more commodities,
1: if you will. I, I saw, I see change a lot, and this is not a criticism. I see change a lot. The players lower down who need to play maybe for, the, for their contracts. Or the, I played a hundred straight games. I couldn't afford to miss games. Would I play 100 straight games? Would I play with that strapped to punk with a big swelling? I, I, I probably wouldn't now. So yes, it has changed. The players are less likely to play if they're feeling anything. That is a fact. That is not a criticism. I'm not saying it's wrong. It may yeah, be yeah. right. And if you've got 22 players of the same calibre, then it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. But it's mm. massively changed, mm. massively. Must I was looking this morning. Must be satisfying, you know. You've had a player doing his rehab for say, nine months. Yeah. And then he, uh, there was a picture where Yakubu he yeah. came over didn't he, when he yeah pulled. that was yeah because yeah, ruptured his Achilles tendon at Tottenham Hotspur and that like you know and then I you, you're with him then for nine months every day and stuff like you know and you get him back and he played his first time score at Hull and he was good enough to come and jump on me and that like you know can uh, uh, I bet that hurt yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. were have for nine months were you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. still an impression yeah. in yeah, <laughs> but that, that was really nice that that was really nice it made me feel really good I've been working about nearly every day it's every day of the week and I loved it in that but you do get burned out I guess is the, the word isn't it?
3: Was it 15 years you haven't I'm not surprised no, if you're driving the bus yeah, yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> I, start, I start with that massive load at Halifax where you're doing your university as well so that's like every day yeah. and all through the summer and then 7 days a week at Preston I'd have like 7 days off in June at Preston And then Everton, I probably had maybe two weeks off a year because I loved it, to be fair. And you need to be there, that's part of your job, and that like. And I got increasingly burned out towards it, and it's only human nature. And I decided at the end of the 2009 2010 season, I was going to leave, like, you know. So, um, as as I say, I've just wrote a chapter about it in the book that's coming out, so I won't but it was a hell of a day that final day it was incredible what happened between me and Dave and that who we've remained really close friends and I I think the the world is probably one of my best friends in football life and he's a fantastic manager and I know he'll come back strong again he really is a great manager Do you think you would have followed him on to
3: Manchester United?
1: Well the funny thing was I was already at Man United so I had this weird experience where you know, as I finished football and physio and that and because of my interest in confidence and performance anxiety and despite having none I kind of became Mr. Performance Anxiety, the yeah, yeah. weird kind of juxtaposition really. So I, I now do a lot of work with players who suffer from that self-same thing. So I got a job at, at Man United after I left them for two years, just as a kind of mentor to the under-21s. That would be like Jesse Lingard, Michael Keane, Yannis Aiz, group, fantastic group of guys and that. And I worked with them for two years. But the other thing about that, I went there for Ferguson's last four months and then I saw Dave and all my friends coming from Everton. right? Yeah. And then I had like six months with Van Hall. And then they started saying that you couldn't work. I was doing the England junior teams as well. They were starting to saying you couldn't work for England and, and Manu. So I said, oh, "Well, I'd rather stick with a physio as well because yeah. I think the physio you can do that other as well, can't you?" Yep. Yeah. And I, said, I was really doing yeah,
4: do that well. You're actually yeah. physiotherapist. Yeah. So I was yeah, really yeah.
1: lucky. I did them England camps, and it, oh, it's unbelievable. My first under seventeen year group was like um, Raheem Sterling and um, what's it, Jordan Pickford, and Nathan Redmond, and the Chalamers, and. Great, and the year after I think it was um, Deli Alley and Loftus Cheek. Then it was Luke Shaw and all those players coming through. I had the honour of working with them as 17-year-olds. We won the Euros in 2014 yeah. with the under-17s. Then I started working with the older age groups. We won the Euros in Tbilisi last year with the 19s. So again, I've been so lucky. After that kind of false start, if you want. And I'll never forget every day of my life how fortunate I've been, yep. you know, to be paid to be in football every single day. I remember one time at Man United, Paul Scholes came in and he came, I had to get out early, set up like with Joyce and that, because even though I was a mentor, I used to join in training and go out there as well, like, you know, and it was me, Butty and Scholes, who we went out early and we just started knocking balls to each other over about 50 yards and had that same kind of feel. I thought, my God, this is unbelievable. Is he going to getting any better? Yeah, good. I, I, yeah, I'm do good you all your own yeah, you're better at yeah. football now than you yeah. were at 17 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as long as Trevor yeah. Francis doesn't know
4: yeah. if right. he you hey. <laughs> can get your
1: fit you could get a yeah. game yeah. said, like, um, when my book came out um, they asked me to do a big uh, signing at the Waterstones in the centre of Liverpool and I was like really nervous hash, well stroke terrified that nobody would come so it was on a Saturday morning I don't know if you know Liverpool there's a massive square there's a massive Waterstones I thought oh my god it wouldn't be the most embarrassing thing in the world if nobody came like you know so anyway I had to be there I don't know 10 o'clock or something like you know so I got there at 8 o'clock well of course the shop was closed but as I walked up to the window I thought oh my god there were big posters of me coming here today meet Baz Rathbone for a signing and inside there were loads of tales with books and I remember one pen I thought, oh, my God, this is going to be the biggest non-event ever. Oh, nobody <laughs> comes, nobody comes, like, you know. So, you know, I went around the corner, and I was sat having a, a coffee nero, it was, and it got to, like, 10 o'clock, I sat there, like, you know, and I went out, and I went into the square, and there was a massive queue of people. I thought, oh, my God, they must have opened a new pound shop or something. <laughs> uh, what do you think? My book will be in there. <laughs> about it yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I've never on a And do you know what? That was... Phew, Possibly the best day of my professional life. The queue was massive, and that, and I sold all the books and I signed them all. And it was kind of, I don't know, I don't know, not a vindication, such, but you know, because I said before, if you don't like the book, then you don't like me, or you know, whatever. And maybe going to be over this, a bit too hard in that light, you know. And a queue, a massive queue. And the end of it, i was sat there. All the books are gone. There was just me and the lady who owns the shop. She come over. And she said, "You had a bigger queue than James Corden." You know what? You can put that on my uh, gravestone. <laughs> yeah. You can That's it.
3: It is. If you haven't read the book, it is. Oh, dif- I highly recommend yeah. it. But, yeah,
1: another one. Yeah, yeah, another one. I've got. I, I was gonna bring it out before Christmas and that, but I've got this new job, and this is, somebody always phones me, I did a year at Forest last year, Forest's an amazing club, like Everton, I've been so lucky, I worked at Wigan, a great club, I'm so, so lucky, but I got a phone call the other day, and I'm now assistant manager, stroke physio, for the Montserrat national team, who won the lowest ranked in the in the world, the next four international breaks, we've got two home games, then we've got a tough away game M- in the case, where is
3: it, I'm, I'm not good at my geography, we're, right, we're...
1: Montserrat is just above Guadeloupe and just below Antigua, in the Windward Islands, um and we've got a home game against Belize then the month after that home game against El Salvador then we've got a difficult trip to the Cayman Islands in November. Oh, it terrible, And that's it top, top, top. You've gone top. back, you've gone back. Yeah, I'm gonna have to going to, check my, I'm to I'm gonna have to <laughs> check my that, family tree here, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be on them trips. And that's all topped off with a particularly nasty trip to Aruba in March. So <laughs> <laughs> that's where I am now. I <laughs> a Peter Colada coming on. Yeah, my <laughs> cup run I'm, I'm the luckiest man in the world. Yeah, I've had to work hard for it, but I've had the opportunities to work hard. And I've got to say... Everton was somewhat special that, that is you know what we're like we don't like Scousers we don't like Liverpool and then I went and worked there and I found the be the most fantastic group of people and I found that city to be amazing and vibrant and I found that club to be just something special in the community and every time I walked down to home games down that road and you could just sense the history and you know all the it, that, that is somewhat special that club and I think anybody who's ever played for it or been linked to it will tell you exactly the same about it
3: Superb, thank, thank you, you very great. much. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. for coming <laughs> Well, all the best with your trips to uh, Antigua. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. sure it'll he be is. difficult. When he says he's off, he's actually just stood up and he's waiting to go. Right, boys.
4: Cheers, Baz.
1: Yeah, yeah appreciate that. Thanks Thanks so much appreciate you. that. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. i was really Thank you very much for inviting me. Cheers. Thank you very much for coming. Nice to meet you, mate. Nice to meet you. That's it. He's gone
4: as quick as he came he went <laughs> I've
1: never seen
4: anything
3: like that
4: what a guy what a two guy o'clock, two o'clock stand up I'm off
3: <laughs> sorry boys I'm going <laughs> you could just listen to him all day
4: though couldn't oh. you yeah I think uh, I, I hope you're, uh, you everybody who listens thinks uh, it's a, as good a way as what we do to, yeah. to start the second series I've
1: never seen you
4: so quiet mate honestly yeah. I, I didn't speak for the first five minutes I was like <laughs> fucking hell Baz it's, it's, it's not all about you but it hell are you no it were, uh, it's, it's, I mean, you, you could just listen to him for, for, yeah. for hours and hours and hours and I can imagine as we obviously spoke about I can imagine him being in a physio room makes it a lot easier for the, for for the long term injured lads oh. And
1: well you came to Preston
4: that's how I met him yeah like, Oh, well, I, obviously worked with you a lot because you were injured yeah. quite a bit <laughs> and
1: he did the back end of that's my rails. and he's,
3: he's more than just a, he just makes you feel like a psychologist as well as a. Oh, do
4: you think he's learned that, or do you think that's yeah, just?
3: No, I think he's learned that through experience. Yeah, going through all that shit that he talked about at Birmingham. Man. You know, that's gra- graduate through experience. Yeah. As well. yeah. And are you glad to be back for the second series? Yeah. That. Well, I'm sure you. I don't feel like contributing an awful lot there, but I no,
4: but thought... you didn't the first series to be fair, so <laughs> it's it's just fucking pretty much <laughs> pretty much le- as we
3: left off. <laughs> <laughs> We got, um, we have got some great guests lined up for this series. Um, no, I'm not going to give anything away. No,
4: no, up, no, we'll keep it we haven't booked anybody in. Yet.
3: <laughs> but they're,
4: they're not all confirmed. They're all like, yeah, no bother, yeah, it? Yeah, it, yeah. It? yeah, yeah, and then nothing. Now we, uh, we've got a good, we've got a, a good lineup, I believe.
3: Yeah. Right. Well, thanks for listening once again. Um, yeah, get on the YouTube channel, subscribe on the, um We're now on Spotify, I believe. So, yeah, yeah. I'm still in shock if I was just standing up and... Leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Practically (laughs) leaving. He's left. Yeah. He's gone. Right, I'm done. And on that note...
4: Let's wrap it up. There's a fucking cavalry downstairs.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Facebook, Twitter, keep on on top of that and uh, definitely subscribe to the YouTube if you can. That would be much appreciated. And uh, as always, give us a review on iTunes. Thank you very much. Yes. I've been Chris Brown. He's been Chris Brown. He's been John Parking.
4: Thank you. Nice. you bye?
3: Yeah. bye. 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 God bless. Cheers. See you later. Bye.
4: I'll have all four mates with you, love.
2: Cool fact.